Z Sports Prime Time on a Wednesday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team is the best in the business and can be found at GaryAshton.com. Of course, you know Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business is Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at TwoRiversFord.com. Whether it's a new vehicle that you're after or one of their certified Blue Advantage pre-owned vehicles, Two Rivers Ford is the place for you at TwoRiversFord.com. So let's start with Jeffrey Simmons because uh, a lot of you guys, this heat working overtime, hot as hell today. Yes, indeed. That was the case, and the Titans wrapped up their mandatory minicamp, wrapped up their offseason in this heat today. And and a big part of this has been, well, Jeffrey Simmons is here, but he's not participating. So what exactly does that mean? Does he want a new contract? Has he hurt himself doing something in the offseason? What is it about Jeff that is keeping him from being able to practice? And you know, in all of Mike Vrabel's transparency, we still don't know the answer to that question. But what he is not saying makes it even weirder to have Jeff Simmons up on the podium today telling us why he's not practicing, except he's not really telling us why he's not practicing. This was Jeff Simmons earlier today. <laughs> um, I'm here to play football. I got a team around me that handle my contract situations and you know my future and all that so I, I'm focused on training I'm focused on getting ready for the season um, you know I'm on a plan with you know been talking to coach Rabe and Todd and everyone you know um, like you said I'm unavailable to practice out here you know if anyone will ask that but um, I, I just been on a plan with them to focus on how much can I improve you know not just you know, doing drills right now, but in the uh, film room, in the weight room, or anything like that. So um, my focus is not on my contract. That's why I got a team around me to actually, they can focus on, you know, all the contract talk and whatever it may be, if it is um, contract talk. So, um, like I said, my focus is on football right now. Coach Williams said you're, you're not hurt. So if you're focused on football, how come you're not on the field? Because we are on... I, I kind of just said that me and Vrabenham came to a plan where, you know, what they think best for me right now. And, you know, that's where I'm a player. And, um, you know, I, I believe in Coach Vrabe and I believe in Ty and them that, you know, since I've been here, they've been putting me in a great position to be the player I am today. So, you know, we just, I'm on a plan with them right now. So, it's odd for there to be a plan for a healthy player who hasn't been around not to be on the field unless it's over his contract. Well, I'm not, like I said, if it is by contract, I don't know because I'm not talking about, I'm not talking to them about my contract. I have a team placing that if it is by contract, they're going to talk about it with whoever upstairs. But like I said, Brave don't handle the contract. So um, I think, like I said, my job is to be a player, be a leader in the, not just on the field, but in the weight room, in the lock, locker room or whatever it may be. So like I said, I'm on a plan and I'm sticking with it and um and I'll see you guys in camp. Yeah. What have you done, Jeffrey, I guess, uh, over the last couple of months, maybe to kind of start gearing up for the season? Well, I mean, it's just been a lot of things that me personally that I want to work on to take my, take my game to the next level. And that, you know, if it's, 
you know, just trying to be more disrupted, get up the field more, you know, try to keep my feet moving, um, not just in the run game or not just in the pass game, but also in the run game. I think a lot of uh, speculation around that, you know, I'm just working on a lot more pass rush, which I'm not. So I think that's been my biggest thing this offseason. Even in the run game, how can I keep my feet moving when I make contact and stuff like that? It's just a small detail that could take my game to the next level. And like I said, it's always, you know, good to be around, I guess, um, you know, I guess, for instance, my uncle who played in the league that could, you know, break down film with me, um, that could show me, okay, this is why you missed, you know, didn't make the play in the backfield. This is why you missed a sack. So I think that's just been my biggest um, thing this offseason. How can I speed my fit, footwork up? How can I, you know, take the small things to take into my game to actually make them, you know, tackle for loss of sacks? So. so that's Jeff Simmons talking about his lack of availability here lately. And I think there's a there I think there's a lot of different things that this evokes, right? When Jeff and it's not his fault, but like he doesn't necessarily do a great job explaining why he isn't participating right now. Now, I, I understand that there may be something that they don't want us to get into. I also understand that it's a little ridiculous that we're having to go through another one of these situations again, for God's sakes. It is just this continued over-the-top secrecy about things that are not of great importance. It's okay to say Jeff either wants a new contract or doesn't want a new contract. And if that's not what's going on, then a simple explanation of what is would save everybody such a tremendous amount of time because it's going to be discussed anyway. That's the whole thing about this for me is that there's a continued continued discussion around this in particular that I find to be utterly frustrating because people want to talk about this. Jeff Simmons deserves to get a new top of, maybe not top of market contract, but certainly Jeff deserves to be rewarded for the fact that he is one of the best defensive interior linemen in the league right now. And if this is a situation where they're getting him ready for contract negotiations and they want to make sure that he's taking care of his body by keeping him out of stuff, it's not that big a deal to say something like that. There's plenty of other things happening in the NFL that would attract headlines other than this becoming a headline because nobody will tell us what the hell's going on with Jeff. And it's just a bunch of word salad when he gets up there. Again, I'm not mad at what Jeff, Jeff Simmons had to say. I'm mad at the, the idea that we can't just move on from it because of a lack of clarity. And I know at this point, it does feel like Jeff is a victim of that. They continue to make these stories around their best players because of the simple lack of clarity that I think any of them could have. So I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? Jeffrey Simmons' explanation for why he is not practicing right now. Give me your answer in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about the people who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. Of course, that is our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business, just as they have been the best in the business since 1983. They have been serving Metal Tennesseans with award-winning customer service that they pride themselves on, as well as the quality American-made Ford vehicles that come standard at Two Rivers Ford. Whether it's a new Ford that you are after 
or a certified Ford Blue Advantage pre-owned vehicle that makes your uh, that makes more sense for your budget or your family's needs, Two Rivers Ford has you covered. So go check them out in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Of course, they make the Two Rivers Ford take passable each and every night. So big deal, little deal, or no deal. Aaron Jensen says none. Mark Jones says no deal. Media will spin it negatively no matter what Jeff says. And, you know, maybe there's a degree of truth to that. I can't speak for everybody else. You know, I mean, I, I'm sitting here complaining about the fact that we don't know any of this shit and I'm frustrated with the idea of it. And, you know, I, I don't know how it would be covered. All I know is the way that it's covered is completely counterproductive right now and it makes it seem like a bigger deal than it actually is, right? I don't think it's that big a deal, if I'm being completely honest with you. But I do think that there's this general overprotection or state secrecy that is completely unnecessary. And for people to ask questions about this, I, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. And why the hell else would he not be participating in practice? Like, if it's not a big deal, say so, instead of all this constant subterfuge that creates all these different things. Austin, uh, Bryce Erickson says, Austin gets so defensive whenever anybody says shit about the media, you can't tell him anything. Well, I mean, yeah, listen, like we're biased. This is what we do for a living. You know, I mean, I think most people hold themselves to a higher standard than, you know, what a lot of people's ideas of media are. And there's also reasons why people think this way, right? There's some, and I, I'm not talking about anybody specifically. I'm just saying like some of this stuff doesn't get proper doesn't get properly covered and there can be laziness around it and it may blow up in media's face, right? Which is why we're sitting in a situation like this. But I, I think like whether it's Traylon Burks or Jeffrey Simmons, or I mean, what's another good example of this <laughs> across, across Mike Brable's career, like just some kind of transparency about this stuff would make it a lot less loud around it. At least that's what I'm feeling as somebody who does this for a living, who does not just the streaming show, but does local sports talk radio here in Nashville, who also writes all these different things. I think if there's some kind of an answer instead of just unavailable, because it's becoming a bit of a troll at this point, I think I think it creates a lot less headaches for everybody involved and just doesn't have to sit up there and talk about this shit day after day after day. Anyway, that's just how I feel about it. You guys may feel differently. Big deal, little deal, no deal. I think it's no deal that he's not practicing. I think they're making it a bigger deal by not telling us why the hell he's not practicing. And I think that's, you know, it won't be the first example of this, and it likely won't be the last. I think that's how it goes. Uh, Vrabel, Eric Castillo says, Vrabel doesn't like the media. Plain and simple, you of all people should know that. Well, you know, I don't think... Like, yeah, Mike Mike hates all of us on any given day, right? Like, he could hate Paul. I mean, he probably hates Paul every day. But he could hate, you know, me uh, on one day, and he could hate Rex Road the next, depending on what we've tweeted or what we've written or what we've said. Because Mike reads everything, and he sits in front of all of them at a team meeting every morning and tells us or tells the players what they're going to be asked about and how they should answer the questions, you know? And... Uh, for the most part, it seems to be the way that uh, they are. That seems to be the way that they control their messaging. And I don't think that it's an 
outright unsuccessful strategy, but I do think there, that there needs to be a little bit of a give and take. And yeah, Mike, Mike likes to troll, but I also think that I also think that there is something. It's not like they mean to make it a bigger story, but it inherently makes it a bigger story when they just don't tell us anything at all, at all whatsoever about this. So, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal that he's not practicing. I do think it's a big deal that they won't tell us why, because uh, it's completely unnecessary at this point. And if he gets a new contract, great. And if he doesn't, okay, he's under contract for two more years. But, like, let's just move on from this constant spinning of wheels that goes on anytime one of these players is in a circumstance like this. Uh, Stephen King says, huge deal. Let's trade him to another bird team. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But you never know, as A.J. Brown taught us all. Uh, all right, let's talk about what's the biggest strength on this Titans roster right now, because I do think that there is some debate. I was talking to a couple of friends around the league about this today and kind of looking through all the different uh, looking through all the different situations on the roster and what the Titans have done to correct the issues that they had, what they haven't done enough work yet to do, what they haven't made up for as far as losses are concerned. So I want to know what the biggest strength on this roster is to you right now. Give me your response on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. And while you do that, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage who make this show possible. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team is the best in the business and they will make sure that you know why they're the best in the business because of the Intel edge that they will provide to you. GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Primetime, is the Ashton Group. So get the Intel edge today. Make sure you don't sell without the Intel. And if you're looking for a new home in the middle of this red-hot Nashville real estate market, get your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. So, What's the biggest strength of this football team right now? Because I think there's a couple of different ways that you could look. If you're just talking big picture, why big picture, not pitcher, big picture, large scale, you would look at the defense. Keelan says the depth in particular. I, you know, I don't know much about their, I don't know what they have as far as corner depth, right? I, I think their secondary is super, super unknown. The distinguished gentleman brings up the secondary's top five with uh, Bayard and Hooker back there. And yeah, they're they're a top five safety tandem, to be sure. But I have no idea about Roger McCreary or Caleb Farley or how this will work with Elijah Molden in year two. I know that Christian Fulton's a good player, but the rest of it is a giant question mark. And I think that you can't you can't elevate this defense beyond what you have up front using the secondary right now when it is un until we see them play some games, it may, it may well work out and they may end up being hugely talented and they are in theory, hugely talented players. It's a bunch of first and second round draft picks, but I do think that the defense on the whole is largely undecided at this point. We know a lot about this defense, but we don't know specifically about that secondary uh, for, uh, for Bryce Erickson. He says Tannehill ain't worth a reaction. Um, well, yeah, I don't think Ryan Tannehill would be your greatest strength, but listen, he's been your greatest source of uh, quarterback success. He's been the quarterback who has been a part of your greatest source of playoff success. So to dismiss Ryan Tannehill, even as you might be a little salty with him, 
for how your season ended last year. I think that would be dumb, uh, certainly. But I think the greatest strength lies up front in this defensive line slash edge group with Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, you know, Tier Tart got some good snaps from Naquan Jones last year. We'll see how Rashad Weaver fits in. Those, uh, not counting the inside linebackers, because David Long and, and Zach Cunningham are are solid as a pairing for sure. I don't think they're the best by any stretch of the imagination, but they're not bad either. Um, I think you look at what they have up front and you say, okay, that's probably going to be their greatest asset bar none. If we don't know anything about the offense right now, we know that the Titans, or really the secondary, we know that the Titans have the, the tools and the skill set to rush the passer with the group that they currently have. Be better with the scheme and should be better and more comfortable in the system. So um, we'll just keep pressing. What's talk to him about, hey, do you like this? Or I had this idea. What do you think? Or do you have ideas that we can put in the put in the scheme here? Absolutely. Maybe not so much a scheme, maybe more technique. Um, but any guy that has experience that have done it for a long time, those are open conversations. You know, find ways to get them better, and that's the, that's the name of the game, just helping them improve. Is this the ideal time to implement stuff like that before training camp starts, before they go on break, for lack of a better term? Yeah, you know, you want them to, to leave here in the next five weeks and be able to, to sharpen those tools and, and add some things or maybe take some things away, and then training camp is where you hone in on it and you get the scheme going, and then you're in season. So, um, absolutely. Hey, Whatever happened in camp, you the transition, especially guy to help. I know you wanted to be out there. Yeah. Is that part of the reason? You know, kind of. Nah, definitely bigger part to that. Yeah, man. You know, just being able to just go through a whole camp this year, uh, being with those guys, seeing it, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll make all of us feel a lot better. Safe to say, excitement level even higher this year. Man, definitely. The defense excitement level is going to be tremendous right now. Uh, a lot of guys expected, you know, come out and make big plays. So that's uh, the first video is of outside linebackers coach Ryan Crow, who we talked to earlier this morning. We talked to a bunch of assistant coaches earlier this morning. And then that's Bud Dupree talking about, you know, comfort level, gets to go through a full camp, full offseason, not worried about the knee stuff. That is by far their greatest asset. Um, and it's not really close. That is the unit that will give them the best chance to basically compete in this AFC, not just the AFC South, but given the fact that they'll play the, a the AFC West this year, Mahomes, uh, you're looking at Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. Joe Burrow is on the schedule. The Titans will play the Bengals here in Nashville this year. There's a bunch, I mean, the Green Bay Packers, right? Uh, maybe the Titans, we have no idea what the Titans have to be able to keep pace with those teams offensively, but we know that they can make those opposing quarterbacks' lives a living hell. That's their best strength as a uh, best strength as a football team right now. Uh, let's see, how many interceptions has Tannehill thrown so far? I, Gator Hater, I would rather punch myself in the throat than keep track of Ryan Tannehill's uh, completions, incompletions, interceptions during voluntary OTAs and mandatory minicamp. Like I would sooner, I would sooner uh, take a blunt object and beat myself in the skull with it. If I must do those things, I'm not doing it until training camp, damn it. And you can't make me, you simply can't. Otherwise I'm going to use this, you know, Egyptian artifact. It's ironic because I have two cats and this is like a cat 
figurine that I keep on my desk from Cairo. I would rather beat myself in the skull with this than track Ryan Tannehill's mandatory minicamp interceptions. I won't do it. You can't make me. Um, and please don't make me. Otherwise, I will have to inflict pain upon myself, which maybe some of you would like. I don't know. I have no idea. But I don't want to do it just yet. <laughs> it's too much for me. Uh, Rhett Berrigan says, did Buck really just downplay Long Jr. and Cunningham? Really? Question mark week. <laughs> Uh, he says both are starting inside linebackers or animals. WTF? I mean, they're fine. Yeah, that's you know they're not the greatest linebackers in the world. It's gonna be okay. Like you're gonna be okay. I don't know. Take ten deep breaths or twenty short ones. Zach Cunningham is fine. I think Mike Vrabel likes what he sees in him. I think it's like Dean Pease getting. I mean, Zach Cunningham is better than Rashawn Evans. There's no question. But. I think it's like Dean Pease getting to work with Rashawn Evans again and thinking that the Titans are fools for letting him go. Zach Cunningham is somebody who Mike Vrabel had in Houston, and Mike clearly likes him. I think that Mike and Zach Cunningham work fine together. I think that David Long is Jayon Brown 2.0, which is swell. It's not the best in the world, but it's absolutely fine. And if you had to, if you had to point to a place where you're not certain about the depth, it would probably be inside linebacker. I have no idea what Monty Rice is. Um, Dylan Cole, I know, had a nice force fumble on special teams last year, but outside of looking like Captain Caveman with the biggest biceps you've ever seen in your life, like I don't know what the value of that player is either. So I wouldn't get too bent out of shape. Um, I think that's the kind of thing that uh, that you're going to that you're going to see as far as the Titans' defense. Because I think Zach Cunningham's like fine on first and second down, and if you have him in coverage. He's a liability, and I think David Long is a good cover linebacker, but obviously has some of the size deficiencies that we talked about with Jayon Brown. I think it's completely normal. Um, <laughs> uh, Brent Doherty's in the comments, probably sipping a bourbon, laughing at me, saying, "Buck, who is the emergency quarterback this year?" Um, well, I think it's I think it's Byard. Byard has has a touchdown on his resume, but Kevin's a lefty, so I don't know if that like. I don't know if certain things have to be changed if you're back if you're back up to the backup to the backup quarterback as a left-handed safety, even if he's an all-pro. I don't know, but he does have a touchdown pass on his resume, so you feel pretty good about that. Um, Mont Monty Rice got hurt yesterday. No, I did not see that, Bryce, but perhaps um I I I I've been having to leave practice early. Uh I've been having to leave practice early out because they're doing it early in the morning and Radio show starts at 10. So if Monty Rice did get hurt, perhaps I missed it. I'll have to go back and uh, I'll have to go back and look at my notes. Um, Red says, oh, I leave for three minutes while Buck is talking about my comment bitching. That's right. Yeah, Take take a walk. It's okay. I'll be I'll still be bitching about it when you get back. Don't worry about it. Algie Crumpler held that title once. Emergency QB, that is. Brent is for sure drinking bourbon and laughing at the primetime show tonight. And it makes me very happy. Uh, all right. Speaking of which, that's going to do it for the primetime show. Hope you guys have a fantastic evening. Reed just made a face because we didn't get to the fake Clay Thompson, but because of uh, mitigating circumstances, fake Clay will have to wait for another evening. Um, we can get into more discussions later on about this tomorrow on the radio show from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. We're going to find out if Nashville's going to host the World Cup, which I would argue, or be one of the World Cup cities. I think that is the, uh, I think that's the, uh, probably one of the biggest I think that's probably one of the biggest stories in the history of Nashville sports if they end up being one of the 16 North American host cup cities. There's nothing bigger that Nashville would be able to host than the World Cup. 
coming up. So I'm looking forward to finding uh, finding out that tomorrow at 4 p.m. And we'll get into that at great length with you. Also got some good analysis from Greg Cosell that you can have at your disposal later on too. Have a great night. See you guys tomorrow on the radio show or tomorrow night on primetime.